0: welcome to mini episode 319 of real life ghost stories and i have three spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 2nd of november 2023 and story number one comes from rebecca i wrote in a couple of years ago about my experiences some of which mentioned incidents at a friend's house my friend has since moved away so i now stay the weekend which involves overnight stays and during one of these stays last year i was sleeping upstairs on my own and I heard somebody walk up the stairs and come into my room. I had my back to the room, and being the scaredy cat that I was at the time, I didn't turn around. However, I truly believed and felt that there was someone standing by the head of the bed, and just staring at me before walking away. The only other people present were my friend's four-year-old daughter, and my very heavily pregnant with twins friend, who at the time was unable to walk up the stairs. During my latest weekend at my friend's house, While asleep I had a dream where I woke up to my friend, her husband, their now four-year-old and nine-month-old children, watching me sleep. And behind them, on the rocking chair in the room, was an older man, who I identified as the husband's dead father. When I actually awoke I told my friend about the dream and described the father, who passed before she met her husband. The description I gave matched a photo on the wall behind where I was sitting, but with one minor difference the man I saw in my dream was bald when I mentioned he was bald to my friend she told me her husband had a dream the same night whereby he dreamt he was bald I'm not sure if it truly meant anything but I can't help but feel like I had met the husband's father this may all have been a coincidence considering when I was heading to bed that night her husband had mentioned to me that the rocking chair in the room where I slept belonged to his father so I dreamt of him However, I really paid no attention to the photo on the wall, so maybe it really was him. I have also possibly had an experience in my own new home earlier this month. I was in bed trying to sleep, but was unfortunately wide awake, when I felt the air in the room get very heavy, and somebody whispered, ''Hello!'' into my ear. I turned around, trying to ignore it, but felt like someone was staring at me from the other side of the room. I'm not sure how or why, because I wouldn't open my eyes. But there was something about it that made me think it was a woman standing there. I love it when people are like, I don't know why, I don't know how, but I just know it was a man or I know it was a woman or I know it was an older person. Like you just get a feeling, like your body instinctively understands and knows and is able to pick up the vibes in that room or pick up the vibes from that entity. I love it. I think it's so fascinating. I wonder if it was the husband's deceased father who walked up the stairs and leaned over you. Maybe he was like, Who's this? And was just trying to figure out who you were. And then in your dream, you saw this same man because you were picking up on his energy somehow. It does sound like you are a nighttime beacon for spooky, ghostly things, though. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And story number two comes from Darren. I'm a native of eastern North Carolina in the US. And I've lived most of my six decades here. The story is not my own, but that of my mother and her father. Granddaddy and Granny were tenant farmers in very rural eastern North Carolina. They were living in a small wood frame farmhouse with a front porch that extended across the front of the house. My mom was an adolescent and her brother was a toddler. Granny was pregnant and expecting their third child. She had had some difficulty with the pregnancy and had been bedridden for a couple of weeks. The night she went into labour, since no doctor was available, a midwife was assisting her. The delivery was long and difficult. The midwife was devoted but was growing tired, and Granny was in a lot of pain. Granddaddy was tending my young uncle and my mom in the kitchen of the house. It was a warm night, and he had the wooden entry door open to allow the breeze to blow through the screen door. Granddaddy and mom were sitting in straight back wooden chairs my uncle on a blanket on the floor. Realising the seriousness of the situation in the bedroom, the children were quiet and Granddaddy was sombre. He knew there was a possibility that neither mother nor child would make it through the night. Late into the night, the delivery process was nearing the end. At the moment the baby was fully delivered, my mom and Granddaddy watched as a dog appeared outside the screen door and silently stepped halfway through the screen. He stood for what must have been a few seconds, then turned back to the front porch and disappeared. Granddaddy, who rarely spoke of this night, said that he knew that someone had passed away. The baby, a boy, had been delivered stillborn. My mom and granddaddy described the dog as being a small-framed, brindle dog, similar to a boxer. Granddaddy said that he thought the dog knew that the boy would need a companion for his journey. Granny recovered over the next few weeks. Mom and Granddaddy are both gone now. I am very fortunate that I grew up in a family that believed in the tradition of storytelling. Some of the accounts were told with a bit or a lot of embellishment, but not this story. It was always shared with a type of reverence, a quietness, that helped the listener understand that it was a real event. Oh, that story has really, I don't know, struck a chord with me and I'm not entirely sure why. Firstly i just think that childbirth is a miracle and i don't mean that in a religious sense it just blows my mind every time a woman goes through pregnancy and delivers a baby I, I i just think it's phenomenal it's astounding that women are able to do that and back in those days and you know childbirth is still incredibly dangerous to this day but back in those days there often wasn't a doctor to assist anybody And a midwife was often just a woman in the local area who maybe had a bit of experience with childbirth. And it just, every time a woman gave birth, it was just a question of, uh, is she and the baby going to survive? And this story is desperately sad. But I think that it's beautiful that the conclusion that your granddad came to was, this dog is here to take this little boy on this journey to wherever he needed to go. And I'm glad, Darren, that you have continued this tradition of storytelling within your family and shared this story with us. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And story number three comes from Chris. This series of events happened when me and my friends were 17 and first started driving. We lived in Lancashire, and where we live is surrounded by little villages and moorland. There is one village that for years I had driven through as a passenger, not really noticing much about it other than it had been abandoned and looked eerie at night. When me and my friends started driving and exploring the local roads, me and a friend had randomly driven through this area and had pulled over by the side of the road to look at something. While parked My friend Scott randomly decided to take a picture of the creepy buildings around us. We looked at the picture and zoomed in to what looked like a man wearing a Victorian top hat, holding his arms in such a position to suggest that he was cradling a baby or a small child. We both looked at the third story window and couldn't see anything. It was a sunny day and at the time it didn't really feel creepy. The window had old-fashioned curtains, which as we will come back to, always seemed to change position on return visits. Now, this little village is high up in the moors and a good 10 minutes' drive in either direction to another village. This area had been developed back in 1872. A London bank cashier had a desire to build a children's home away from London in the countryside, where land was cheap and the idea of country living was good with its health benefits. This man was called Alfred, ...and took this role as governor and his first wave children in the year of 1872... ...to create this children's home in the country. The village consisted of schools, a church, a bakery... ...hospital and accommodation for the children and houses for the staff. The children were forced to help build all of these buildings and infrastructure of roads, etc. Alfred even had a quarry where the children would work to provide stone for the buildings... During this time, the children were frightened of Alfred, but on his first trip back to London, the boys mutinied and went on a rampage. Alfred was called back, and children were locked outside in a thunderstorm all night as punishment. There are tales of accidents in the quarry where multiple children died and are buried in mass graves on the site, among other incidents of abuse and torture. Now back in the modern day, we drove away from the village and, of course, showed all of our mates this image on the phone. We all decided to go back at night to have a laugh and see if anything would happen. And this was the start of many nights visiting the village. When we turned up at night, we left the cars on the main road and walked towards the building. It's already creepier at night seeing the moon lighting up a small kid swing on the hilltop just swinging in the breeze. I was scared to look into any windows in case I saw a figure that my friends didn't. That night, nothing major happened. It was just a scary series of old buildings that had been abandoned, still with all the kid possessions in situ. As we carried on coming up night after night, this changed. Weird events would start to happen. One night, three cars came up. We were all around the back of the building and all of our three car alarms went off and would not turn off with unlocking. We drove off and all three car alarms didn't turn off for a while after exiting the village. Another night, we were looking through the windows and a blackboard had the words HELP written in chalk on it. None of us had noticed this, even though we'd all walked past the area multiple times other nights. There was also a strong smell of gas as we read this message. Another night, we walked through the playground heading towards the main child's accommodation, One of my friends had three leaves blowing around his feet in a circular motion as he walked. He walked up to the glass, banged on the window saying, come out to play little kids and laughed. As he turned around to laugh at us, we all heard a massive bang on the glass upstairs and all of us ran off. There was another incident where we had the car headlights on, facing up a small path as we walked up the path. The lights caused shadows of three of us on the ground. But there were four shadows. We looked behind us and nothing was there. We had gone up another night to take pictures on our phones and try and catch a figure. The phone we used suddenly had a burst of light from the screen and turned off. It had no power, and when it turned back on when we left, all the photos from that night had been deleted. One night I didn't go up. A group of friends did, and one decided to climb up to a church window and look through. He jumped back down and went white saying he'd seen a bunch of kids singing Ring of Roses all fall down in the church and he never went back. I went back a couple of times after this and just more and more creepy bangs and events started happening which started to put me off going as I felt whatever was there was doing more and more to make us leave. we had gone up one night and a memory plaque had been erected showing a man dressed with a top hat and holding a baby as the image. Me and my friend who had originally taken the picture of that window were gobsmacked and took that to be the man in the image. That night we could see the main door to the building was very loosely locked. As we were curious to go into the building we managed to push it open. On opening the large wooden double doors we were presented with a large double wooden staircase going up to the first landing that was lit by the moonlight. Beyond this light was black dark areas like I have never seen in my life. We all felt uneasy about going in, so we shut the door and decided it was a bad idea. After this, I really started to worry that whatever was there could come home with me, so I stopped going up. Now the whole village has been bought by a development company, and has been turned into luxury flats and houses. And you'd struggle to see the creepy old village that it was. This is for sure, I wouldn't live there. Following this, my friend Scott's family home started to get the odd ghostly event occurring. His parents saw a young girl, thinking it was his little sister, walk into their room, followed by entering the ensuite. His dad got up shouting at her for waking them up, and he turned to look at the landing and could see his daughter still asleep in her bed. Other little events such as kitchen cupboards opening and a chocolate bar falling on the floor, and then the cupboard being shut again. I stayed there one night, and when going up the stairs I felt like someone was walking up closely behind me. Only one weird event happened at my parents' house following this. I was at home playing on my Xbox, using gaming headphones. No one was in the house. But as I was playing, I saw my bedroom handle being pulled down and the door open slightly. Thinking my dad was home, as he'd often do this just to say that he was home, I still had the noise-cancelling headphones on and just said, Hey, let me finish this online game and then I'll come and talk to you. Over a minute later, I took off my headphones and called out no one replied. I looked outside and no cars were in the driveway, nor could anyone else have driven out of view in that time frame. Following this, I'd watch TV in my room. The TV was a touch screen. The TV would start randomly changing channels, volume or even input. It turns out the TV engineer came to take a look and found a faulty control panel which was causing this just goes to show kids that it's not always paranormal sometimes it's just a faulty control panel when I listen to these stories of old hospitals children's homes residential centers whatever it was that kind of thing I always think like I'm really fascinated by them because I think firstly 99.9% of these facilities are started with good intentions right somebody goes do you know what would be really good for these kids to take them out of London into the countryside it's much better for their health Maybe it'll be better for them all around to be away from the city, etc. Where does it all go so wrong? I know in eighteen seventy two they had a different different attitude to what to what would have been seen as you know difficult children or orphaned children. and one of the things that they would do is make them work because you know work would work would be good for their character it would it would make real men out of them. You know all that kind of nonsense. Is it any wonder that these poor kids mutinied? I just think places like this would have such strong energy. If there is ever going to be places that are haunted, it's these kind of asylums, old hospitals, old children's homes where people were abused, people were mistreated, people were meant to be sent there to be looked after and then actually what, what happens is they get tortured. It totally makes sense to me that in places like that there would be like a residual energy. And it seems that that energy followed you guys home. I would love to know if there was any activity in your houses prior to going to this children's home and if it sort of fizzled out. Like did did Scott and his family see the girl again or did it just sort of fade out when you guys stopped going up there? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Rebecca, Darren and Chris for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 2nd of November, 2023. And if you'd like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com and if you are desperate for some extra content you can subscribe to the Patreon that is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories where for $5 a month or $2 a month you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Small details are big surfaces? Tight corners are odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured or tall?